We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Into this, let me uh, let me hit that retweet button real quick. Let's make sure that everybody can hop in. Let it fill up a little bit. Yeah, here we go. All right, best bets. And we'll also we'll also talk Kansas. Let's uh, talk my hatred for Kansas. Everyone coming in right now is really thrilled to hear uh, hear Jeff talk out the tweets that he's typing. Yeah, you know, it's exciting. I just want you guys all to know that any call that I'm on with Jeff is bit, this is exactly what it's like. He talks through every text that he sends and do every I? tweet that he sends. Yeah, it's your, you do it a lot. All right, all we're right. starting to fill up a little bit. So what's going on, everybody? I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, ate a lot of turkey, fell asleep at like 7 o'clock on the couch. Uh, hopefully you guys had a better gambling day than we did yesterday. We got crushed. But look. Jeff, I figured it out. I know what the problem was. It was my fault. You know what I did? It is. Your I switched. Fault. I switched my home field T-shirt. So I got my the lucky one on today again. Right? We went eight and two with this T-shirt on. Eight and okay. two. Right. So we're, the comeback starts today. The comeback you starts know, today. I, I'm so pissed off at, at Ben Jacobson. Like honestly, like come on, Northern Iowa. You you had that game in hand. Like that was over. I'm watching it. I got a great setup here at Mohegan Sun. I got I got the game in front of me, and then I got two laptops going. Uh, so I'm 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 looking. I got the the official you know stats broadcast on one of them. If I can't get it on TV, uh, I got the other one. I'm watching that Northern Iowa, and I'm like, there's no way they're gonna piss this away. There's no way, and they pissed it away. Uh, but we got we got some good picks. I, I feel I feel pretty confident today. I do. I feel confident. I'm not going to be swayed by you to make a, a pick on a certain game, okay? I'm going to defer. Like, if you tell me, you know, here's the best game of the day, we can talk about it, but I'm not going to feel compelled to make a pick if I don't love it. So you got your picks. I got my picks. We're going to make it go. Before we get into it, I just want to let everybody know, if you do want a T-shirt like this, if you do like the shirt that I have on, the shirt Jeff's been wearing in the past, homefieldapparel.com. Now, if you use the promo code FIELD68, you get 20% off, but Jeff – don't tell anyone this. this. This is a secret between everybody here on this live stream that is listening to this podcast. It's Black Friday sale for them. You can get Ooh. 30% off if you go to the website right now, homefieldapparel.com. We're not getting anything out of that. I'm not even telling you to use the promo code. Go get that 30% off, baby. It's great. Um, all right. So 
Uh, I do want to talk about um, the Gonzaga and Kansas game from yesterday real quick before we actually talk about the lines. I know that you hate Kansas. You think they're terrible. You dropped them out of your top 25. You said they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. So what's what's going on? Why do you why do you hate Kansas? What, what's 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 the issue? All I tweeted. Listen, I've already we're two two days into the season, and I've already got Kansas and Auburn fans that hate me, and Auburn fans. If you're listening, which I don't think there are that many, but whatever, there's a few of you. Um, I, I said you weren't that good last year, and, and, and it played out perfectly. And I'm saying it again this year. You, you stink this year, and the reason why you self-imposed Bruce Pearl did is because. They know that they're not good. They know they're not going to the tournament anyway. And uh, they barely beat a St. Joe's team that was down the bottom of the A-10. All right, let's move on to Kansas because they're actually our Kansas fans. Um, what I said was, after watching Kansas Gonzaga up, who was the more talented team? It's it's Gonzaga, and it's not close. And, and that's my take on this thing is it is starting to catch up with Kansas now the NCAA investigation. It didn't they, – they actually were able to, and not just them, Arizona, Auburn, USC, were able to recruit through it until the NCAA investigation started to move. And, and now it's really hit them. They've got two JUCO kids, one in the roster now, and they just signed one yesterday. Their talent level is not what it normally is. They don't have that stud. Who, who's their best player, Rob? It's it's Marcus Garrett, and that that ends up being the problem is because they don't have that star. Like everyone on their roster is a really really good kind of role player piece. They don't have that star. They don't have that Devon Dotson. They don't have someone like a Yudoka Azubuki. They don't have a go to guy. Um, And and that's kind of who's they they don't have one. I don't. They don't have a pro. Right. They don't have a pro. Like I get it, Bryce Thompson. It's his first game. Maybe he's going to be a star. Maybe he will. We don't know that yet. All I'm saying is overall, like if I gave you some of the names, I got them here of a couple guys that they signed. All right, tell me who these guys. First of all, Isaac McBride never played and transferred to Vandy. Dewan Harris. Do you know who Dewan Harris is? Yeah, he's their backup point guard. Backup. Everyone point. knows. Everyone knows Dewan Harris. What the? What? Who are you? Do you know Jethro? Who are Muscadin? you? Do you know Jethro yeah. Muscadin? He was a three-star prospect that they signed, and I know that because when they signed him, I was like, who the hell is Jethro Muscadine? <laughs> you know Latrell Giselle? No, I, don't, I have no idea. Like, um, oh, all right. Three guys in the roster that honestly could could be at, like, UMKC. Okay, so Kansas minus 18 and a half. I'm guessing that means that you are going to be on St. Joe's today? I, I, I'm on the Ryan Daly train. First of all, I'm on the Ryan Daly train every game for St. Joe's because you know what? He looks like you, okay? He looks like you. He he, he's, he does not have the body that everybody wants, which is basically what everybody says when they see you. Uh, he even <laughs> told me, he's like, they call me a fire hydrant. That, that's what fans will call it. Like, they'll get on him. That's pretty I, funny. Ryan Daly is like one of the best players in the country. He knows how to play. Anyway, he's St. Joe's. So Kansas fans, watch out today. For Ryan F. and Daly, because you cannot stop him. So I like Kansas in this spot, laying 18 and a half. I don't love him. It's not one of my favorite bets, but I, f- yeah. I feel like since we just talked about Kansas, I should probably mention St. that. St. Joe's thing. So I'm not. A, yeah, St. Joe's is terrible, and Marcus Garrett is going to eat Ryan Daly alive. And uh, it's a it's like <laughs> so a perfect bounce back spot. Like, look, look, we can say what we want about Kansas. Yeah. 
I think that yesterday's result had way more to do about Gonzaga and the talent 100%. on that roster yes. than what's going on with Kansas. Yes. Perfect buy low, bounce back spot. Uh, the line's already coming down. Um, I, when I woke up this morning, it was 19. It's down to 18 and a half. So I'll be on, uh, I'll be on Kansas in this. Listen, I don't Kansas, love it, but it's not Kansas bad. Fans, before we move on to the best bets, what I will tell you is you can still go to the Final Four. You could still win a national title. I'm not – Bill Self is arguably the best X's and O's coach in America. Okay? So, like, you have enough talent, but you just don't have Kansas-level talent, and it's only going to get worse next season. All right. So, let's keep it moving. What is your uh, – what's your favorite bet for today? Richmond. Richmond against Moorhead State. Uh, Kentucky – obliterated Moorhead State the other day. And Kentucky is a team full of, uh, of of inexperienced players, which is no surprise. They're all freshmen. The one guy that Kentucky uh, was supposed to have that had an experience was Keon Brooks. He didn't even play in that game. And they blasted Moorhead State. Richmond is the opposite. They are a team full of veterans. Their average age of their starters, I believe, is 22 years old right now. So I like Chris Mooney's team. I dropped him down after they had a key injury in the preseason. I dropped him from like 15 to like 30. Uh, the only thing I worry about with Richmond is they don't play at a, a pace that necessarily yeah. favors a route. But I think they'll I think they'll cover 21. Yeah, that that would be my concern is the yep. pace that they play at. My favorite bet of the day, speaking about pace, is Virginia minus 13 and a half against San Francisco here at uh, I guess it's tipping off in about two hours. I got that um, one too. Yeah, I'll be here. I love that one. Love it. Love it. I mean, USF lost to UMass Lowell. UMass Lowell is not very good. Um, And Virginia, to me, I still think that there is a sense in the market and there's a sense um, kind of in the lines that are being given right here that this is the team that they were last year, and they are absolutely not. Sam Hauser changes everything. Trey Murphy changes everything. They can shoot this year. They can score this year. Last season – the problem with that Virginia team was they did not have a go-to guy at all. They ranked – I know you hate Ken Palm, but they ranked 234th in Ken Palm's adjusted, uh, adjusted offensive efficiency rankings. That was between New Orleans and GW. They were running Mamadi Diakite through the actions that they That's would run the Kyle Guy off of right. the year before. This year, if he they played got this Trey year's team, if, if he played – Diakite played on this year's team, he could be their fourth option. Yes. Like Jay Hoff, now again, we'll see against better competition, but USF isn't that much better than than Towson, who Virginia crushed. Now, again, are they going to shoot it like that? No, maybe not, but Hauser. They don't, they don't, they don't need to. They don't need to. That's the thing. So last year, there was one game all season, all season, where Virginia scored more than 65 points. They had 89 points in their opener against Towson. I'm not saying that this team is as good as a national title team because I don't think that it is, but this team is back to being a top 10 good, maybe top five good, maybe best team in the ACC good. And when Virginia is at that level, yeah. they're always, the defense is always going to be there, right? That's and so thing. good if luck, good luck USF. Under, if they hold USF to under 60, Virginia's just got to score, you know, 73 points. Yeah. All right, give me – let, let's – Let's keep, like move, keep moving. What, what do you got next? I'm on board with Virginia. Um, I got Richmond. I got Boise State. Getting 11 mm-hmm. and a half against a Houston team that's missing or did miss uh, its best player or, or, or one of the best scorers. Uh, I think Boise's older. 
Uh, I've got them actually winning the Mountain West, which a lot of people will say I'm crazy after San Diego State's performance the other night. Um, but Derek Alston's one of the best players in the country that people do not know about at Boise. And they're getting 11 and a half. I know it's in Texas. I, I get it. Um, but again, the home court advantage, does it mean what it normally does? No. Uh, it's not going to because you don't have fans. So to me, 11 and a half there, that's a lot to lay with two teams that are pretty comparable in terms of talent. Yeah, I I, I think I lean with you there. Um, I don't think people realize just how – just how well I I don't I don't think people realize just how talented Boise State is, but it's also I mean it's very hard for me to fade Houston in any spot just yeah, because of how Kelvin. good that team is. Yeah, Kelvin it's Kelvin. Yeah. Um, you said so. Is Caleb Mills back? I haven't I haven't checked the stats. I don't know if he's yet. back yet. I'll find out. I'll find out for sure. I don't know that yet. Because if he's still out, then that makes me like Boise State right. a lot more. Um, if he's not playing, if he's not playing today, um, the, so. My next favorite line is Toledo. I got them at, te- at plus 10 and a half. It's down to plus 10. And it's the same logic that we took yesterday when we were yep. taking Toledo. Yep. Um, Toledo in the season opener went to the buzzer um, and lost to the buzzer against Bradley, right? Bradley uh, missed the front end of a one and one that would have beaten Xavier on Xavier's home floor yesterday, right? Yep. If, they, if he, if uh, the kid made two free throws, they would have beaten Xavier at home. Um, Toledo, went out and blew out an Oakland team that Xavier also blew out. And now Bradley, who was uh, favored by – so Bradley's favored by 13 against Oakland. Toledo was favored by eight by eight against Oakland. Bradley was an eight-point dog against Xavier. Toledo was a ten-and-a-half-point dog against Xavier. Third game in three days. Those tend to be a little bit low scoring. I think you're going to start seeing some legs. So I do think that the under might also be in play. But if it's a lower-scoring game, that means that those extra points that you're getting are more valuable. So I love Toledo plus 10. Uh, in this spot, I got him at ten and a half. If you can get, I, I, I'd take him at anything above eight. Yeah, I don't have a huge thought on that one. I, I again, I would probably take Toledo too, just because Xavier's shorthanded. Uh, I think it might catch up with them. They got a, a fortunate uh, break playing Oakland in their opener, um, mm-hmm. and Oakland just came out of the quarantine. So I, I'm I'm with you on that one. All right, so the team I'm going to go up against every game, maybe every single game. And not just because of, of his face shield, but is is Georgia Tech and Josh Pastner every game. Now, first of all, I talked to Josh a bunch in the preseason, and he was so concerned about contact tracing that they barely practice contact. And you saw that right away. I mean, a four mm-hmm. overtime game. First of all, uh, going four overtimes against Georgia State unto itself for Georgia Tech is an embarrassment. Second of all, that you went four overtimes in your first game, and, and now you got to come back 48 hours later. And again, it's the first game of the season. You haven't practiced practice contact very much. I, I, I'm taking Mercer all day, every day, plus 13. I think Greg Gary's got a good team there. They've added a couple of key transfers last year. We're much better uh, in the league than most people thought. Uh, I'm taking Mercer plus 13, and, and that that actually might be my favorite bet of the day. Mercer plus thirteen. All right, I didn't. I, that was that was not even even on my list. So I'm going to add it, and uh, I like that. I like that logic. Um, all right, Seton Hall plus six is interesting to me Very. Uh, because Louisville's all kinds of banged up right now. Malik Williams is out, um, and he's kind of like their defensive anchor, their leader, uh, the, their senior center. David Johnson is not what I thought he was going to end up being. Not yet. And I know, I know that Seton Hall um, they missed a bunch of time. 
because of a, a COVID quarantine, but they got back on, I think it was the 20th, which was, um, which was last, what was that last Friday? Yeah. It's been so about a week. They've, they've had a week to get back into it. Uh, I, I know that they lost a lot. And so my biggest concern with Seton Hall this season is the fact that they have a very different identity. You know, when you lose Quincy McKnight and you lose Romaro Gill and you yeah. lose Miles Powell, you go from being like one of the, like the toughest teams in the country to, okay, how do you replace that mentality that you had? That said, Bryce Aiken's a stud and and he's he's back. He's, he should be healthy now at this point. You never know with Bryce Aiken, but he should be healthy. He's um, not. He's not, but okay. I, I, honestly, I feel like those two Harvard transfers are never going to be healthy again. Seth Towns and Bryce Aiken. That's, it's that's not, fair. It's fair. I mean, it, it, it's – um, but it, it's not just him. They don't need you know? him. They don't, they don't need, need him. They need to just be out of quarantine long enough to be at like 90% to beat Louisville that has no bigs. Yep. So uh, the only other thing that I'll add is that Jared Roden uh, is a guy that is, has a chance to be a breakout player. I think Miles Kale, we're finally going to see him end up being the guy that we all wanted him to be last year. Uh, so the here's, fact here's that there's, there's no. Here's my text to Kevin Willard while we're talking. I said, how many practices have you guys had since coming out of the quarantine? You know what his response was? What? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Willard's the best. The best, like, just that's, fantastic. Like, that's, a good, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Uh, All right, give me, your, give me your last pick. My last pick, after I blew the, the Kansas State one um, the other night on their first game, I went with K-State, not realizing how badly they really suck. And they are the bottom of the Big 12 and probably the bottom by far of the Big 12. Uh, I'm I'm absolutely laying the points with Colorado and, and McKinley Wright. It's six and a half. Rob, don't you love that? Yes. Like, I love that pick. I love that pick. Like, like Kansas State really isn't good. They lost to Drake. Drake is scheduled, you know, predicted to finish towards the bottom of the, val- the Valley. Uh, Colorado is a team that honestly – I'm not sure they can win the Pac-12, but they've got one of the best players in the country, one of the best point guards who's a uh, a veteran, a senior. And they got enough talent around him. Tyler Bay's gone, but they got enough talent around him. I'm going to lay the six and a half there and, and feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't love the spot just because it does feel kind of like a bounce back by low spot for Kansas at home. Um, I never love small favorites on the road, but there's there's absolutely no way that I would be betting Kansas State in, in any situation at any point right now. So um, if I was going to be on a team, it would be Colorado in that spot. So uh, there are three more that I wanted to discuss um, just because they're, they're big games of the day. I wanted to make sure that we touch on them. The first one is Gonzaga Auburn. Um, I tried, I I tweeted it out yesterday. I tried to let you guys know Gonzaga was a 12 and a half point favorite. Like that was one of the games where the lines were available like a couple weeks ago. And Gonzaga was a 12 and a half point favorite. Now Auburn just went to overtime with St. Joe's. Gonzaga just proved that they're the most talented team in the country, the best team in college basketball. I don't think anybody is really um, going to argue that point right now. And the line has moved up to 16 and a half. It opened up at 12 and a half. So hopefully you guys listen to me I'm when, I tried to, when I tried to I put did. you on a game. Um, I, I'm probably not going to take it at 16 and a half because that is just it's getting a little high in what should be like a letdown spot for Gonzaga. But is it uh, what like I, a mid-major team this year? They're okay. they're not good. And like Sharif Cooper's not there. And right. so they lost five starters. They're, they're not gonna have their best point guard. Young guys. I, I feel like I feel well, like I, and a half. I, I still like listen, 
anybody who watched Gonzaga yesterday, how do you not like laying the six? It, like, they were just so dominant, looked so good out of the gates that I'm certainly not taking Auburn. Yeah, you're not taking Auburn, but uh, but it's, the value's gone yeah. at 16 and a half, I think. So um, the only other thing that I'll say is, one, it is a West Coast team playing an 8 a.m. tip in yeah. Florida. So that is a little bit of a concern to me. Um, I also think that it's worth looking at the under in this spot. The lines move for or the totals move from 158 to 163 and a half. And I just don't see any way that Auburn is going to be able to run with Gonzaga. Like they, they're, they're like dumb. If final they do score. It. What are you looking at? Like a final score of like 90 to, 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 you know, 65 or something. 90 to 73 um, means right. that Gonzaga covers and the game goes under. Yeah. I, uh, I so I just that. I just can't Auburn will guard. I, I think Auburn yeah. will guard. They just And here and here's the other thing. We were there was a similar there's a spot similar to this uh two yeah, years ago with the Zags. Maui Invitational. Like Colin, the first half. Yeah. Yeah. First half Zags. I like that one. Colin. What's the what's the uh what's the first half line uh, there for the Zags? I don't have right. it in front of me. But if yeah, but that's that, that there's probably still value there as well. Um but yeah, I like I just the last thing I wanted to say about that was that uh, two years ago in in Maui, Auburn was playing Duke, and everyone thought that that game was going to go over. The total like was at like one sixty seven or something like that. Yeah. And what Auburn did was they just completely took the air out of the ball, the same way that Villanova did last night against Arizona State. And obviously, that game still went over, but that's just because Josh Christopher decided to foul three times <laughs> in the final oh, fifteen seconds. Unbelievable. Text thread and we don't, we don't, we don't need to talk about that because I'm still, I'm still scarred. Um, all right, so the last two things that I did want to touch on, Northern Iowa minus two and a half against Utah State, who's not very good in a bounce-back spot. Northern Iowa uh, could have beaten Western Kentucky in the opener, and they should have beaten St. Mary's last night. I feel like that's a good uh, good by-low spot. And I also like Western Kentucky plus seven and a half against West Virginia in the title game of the what the angry Lawn Wars of South Dakota Classic, like or whatever that, that shit is called. Yeah, bad boy. Just call it bad boy. It's the, the bad, the bad boys. The bad boy. I mean, think about it. You have Rick Stansbury and Bob Huggins in the final. What better bad boy matchup than those two right now? <laughs> yeah, right? That's perfect. It is. You're right. It's exactly how they scripted it. Even after 42 teams bailed out of that event over the last uh, month. But yeah, I, listen. I like you and I. I hate to say it, but I do. I like AJ Green and 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 those guys to bounce back. And Utah State is not very good without Sam Merrill. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be laying or, or, or taking points with with Utah State any anytime soon. Uh, I don't love Western Kentucky. Here's why I don't love Western Kentucky. Yesterday, Charles Bassey was able to go to work. He dominated that game. So much more athletic. Um, everything. Well, now you got Big Oscar and Derek Culver going against them. Like maybe Charles Bassey will still be good. I don't know. But you got two bigs that are super talented, big, strong, athletic. Uh, to try to neutralize them. So th- it'll be a hell of a matchup. Don't get me wrong. Great matchup. Yeah, no, I I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't necessarily think that West, Western Kentucky is going to win. I just think that they're better than what the market values them at right now. So I, I I think that that line should probably be like five and a half or six. So You've if you get seven and a half. Slick Rick fan anyway. You've always been. Yeah, he's great. Well, he he coached circles around Penny Hardaway yesterday. So Wow. A he did. Dumb. He did. I think Petty would probably admit it as well. Like that, that was just they were just better. Um, and I, I still, I'm still on Memphis long term, but 
but Western Kentucky, they, they controlled the pace. Um, the, the Hollingsworth kid made so many big shots. He's uh, good. Charles, Charles Bassey completely embarrassed anybody that like Memphis decided every to put the front line. It was, like it was, it was bad in that game. It was bad. So, yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, I like this Western Kentucky. They, they got pros on that roster. They like, do. that's the they thing. Do. Like, they got pros on that roster. Yeah. It's not that Western Kentucky team is, is built like a high major. It is. It is. So, everybody, again, listen, make sure every day we're back here, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern time. I, I think we'll be back here every day, both of us. You know, we might have a fill in here, here and there when Rob sucks. Um, if I can figure out this whole uh, thing of how to stream it live, we might kick Rob <laughs> off for a day. There's, the, there's no way you'd be able to figure this out. You I, can barely send a text I'm message. The first one to actually try this out. So you cannot say that. <laughs> there's probably more things involved than I know. But uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe. Uh, Field the 68, not just for best bets, but also for all the other content that we have. Uh, we have a million podcasts uh, for your favorite team, hopefully. We have national ones. Rob's doing a great one with Sean Butler. I'm doing one with Robbie Hummel, John Bannon, Demetrius Nichols. We got Christy Winter Scott. So make sure you you subscribe and uh, buy home field apparel gear. Also, more important, yes, and buy home field apparel gear and Jalen Suggs oh. Wooden Award plus ten thousand. Get on it now. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Later.